0: Welcome to the Believe Fantasy Football Show with your pal, Fabs here, and I've got a great special guest. In fact, I've got a guest that probably helped you win some fantasy championships back in the day, former superstar running back Chris Johnson, CJ2K. What's up, man?
1: What's up, man? Chilling, chilling. That's about it. How you doing?
0: I'm good. So so you were one of the greats when you were playing, obviously, through your time with the Titans and other teams. And uh, putting up massive amounts of fantasy points, running for two thousand yards. But now you're actually playing fantasy football. You're in what four leagues now?
1: Yeah, four leagues. I'm in four leagues. Uh, I've been doing it for a while now. Uh, Sometimes I do my own league or whatever. Um, but this year, I didn't do my own league this year. But some of the guys who I, who usually be in my leagues and stuff, um, year in and year out, they all do their league. So I just joined. I just joined their league this year
0: so when you're when you're drafting because you are a running back like do you go heavy running backs or have you kind of flipped the script here and gone to wide receivers which is now the trend
1: um I'm not going to say I go heavy heavy running back but I still make sure I have two good running backs and I make sure I have one for on the bench so like you know sometimes bye weeks and Yep. Sometimes this running back may have, you know, an easy um, competition that week or whatever. But like I try to do, I try to make sure I get my two good running backs. Got to get me a good tight end. Mm-hmm. Got to get me a good tight end. And then from there, I just go receiver heavy from there.
0: Yeah, not, not too many good tight ends around the National Football League. So that that position is certainly at a premium, which has actually been the case with running back. And running back has, and we, we just took another hit. We're going to talk about that, uh, with Devon Achan going down. Now he's going to miss several weeks with a knee injury, a guy who I've heard compared to you because of that speed. Anytime he touches the ball, man, he's a threat to go to the house. Just like you were, uh, back in the day, uh, talk about Chan and the impact that he's made and now what fantasy managers are going to kind of have to do without him for a few weeks.
1: Oh man. Um, definitely made a made a hit and been doing some great things in this league like within the first um part of the part of the season you know what i'm saying so now it gets to the point like what everybody says about being available about being healthy being able to sustain that play throughout a whole season um and then you know for him to go down with an injury and possibly out a couple weeks possibly can be put on IR and it's unfortunate. Well, what, what this year, not this year, but lately, is different than when we was there. Like you go on an hour, you probably go on an hour, What four weeks? For right. us, it was eight weeks. That's half of the, it was half of the season. So um, you know, it'd be good for him to get healthy, um, come back. But you know, as far as like when you talk about the team aspect of things, um, I think they got like three running backs over there. So I think they'll be okay and to be able to sustain. Um, continue to get wins until he get back. But um I like I like the guy. He's been doing some good things.
0: Yeah, now Raheem Mostert is in a great spot this week against Carolina, must start player. It's crazy to think that the Dolphins were a team that people were suggesting should trade for Jonathan Taylor when that whole mess started. Mm-hmm. And two of the top three running backs in fantasy football right now are Dolphins. Uh HN and Raheem Mostert, uh which is crazy. Let's let's stick with the running back theme. I've always been a running backs truther. I love running backs. Right. And I've been playing fantasy, you know, dating back to when, you know, Marshall Falk was like the superstar guy, LaDainian Tomlinson, Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, you know, and now the running back position is being devalued across the national football league. And that's kind of translated into fantasy football too, where you're not seeing as many go early. And right. this season we've already, you know, Nick Chubb, unfortunately got hurt. Jonathan Taylor has missed a bunch of time. You know, Austin Eckler has missed time as well. Where do you think where do you think the state of the running back position is going? I mean, is this just going to continue? Uh, is it going to continue to devalue? It's great that Taylor got a deal, but w- what are your thoughts on the running back position as it pertains to the National Football League right now?
1: Man, my thoughts on it is like I don't care what nobody say. You can say what you want to say. You can say the running back is already value. You can say that it's a passing league. You don't need running backs, this and that. But it's just point blank simple that that's a straight line like you need running backs like when you get into december when it's cold outside you got to run that ball deep in the playoffs and super Bowl. you got to have a running game and i think like even when you talk about the Jonathan taylor situation and jim ursay and they said oh, i don't need this and whatever man. talk all of that then you got zach moss in there and he's having a good year so if 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 I feel like if they really thought that and really believed that, and he's seen the type of year that Zach Moss was having, he would been like, "Don't worry about the JT, we don't need you." But he says all that and then turn around and give him what forty something plus million a year, fourteen million dollars per year salary. So it shows you that the running backs is really needed but a thing that I would say like if I was a running back or what running back should know like if I'm gonna play running back I need to be able to play running back and I need to be able to be a receiver out of the backfield like you say Austin Eckler how he's able to catch Kristen McCaffrey how he's able to catch and I don't just mean like back in the day like you know we run like back in the day even though we were involved in the passing game, they'll swing right out of the backfield, option route, or screen game. No, these, the new age offense, they want you to line up in the slot, line up out wide, create a mismatch with the linebackers and run real receiver routes. So if you're gonna play running back, you gotta be able to do both, like Christian McCaffrey. And if you look at it right now in today's game, like, much you want to say it, the most consistent that I can say within the last year, um, within um running the ball and catching out of, catching the ball out of backfield is Kristen McCaffrey.
0: Fantasy managers, including myself, were really surprised that Zach Moss had such a big game last week and got the majority of the work, even though John Taylor was back. They're obviously easing him back in. But I mean, the Titans, your former team, really good against the run, but I mean, Moss just ate him up and he's had really good performances this season when he's been uh, allowed the chance to be in that featured role. But you just paid Jonathan Taylor 40 million. dollars. Is this going to be a committee? Like, are the Colts going to stick with Moss and use Taylor uh, in that same backfield? Is it going to be 50, 50, 60, 40? Or is at some point uh, money talks and Jonathan Taylor is going to get that job back?
1: You already know, John. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care what Zach Moss is doing. We just gave you $40-plus million 1000000 dollars it's gonna be your show. This is what you wanted, this is what you asked for. And we're gonna get we gonna get all of that 40 million about you. Like it's that's just what it's gonna be like. And then, yeah, Zach, that's why I was talking to somebody about Zach. I'm like, Zach always been a good player. He just never had a chance to put in that position, like gave that start and roll to like this is all you, it's all on you. And, and we're going to put the, team, the offense on your back or whatever and let you do it. But at the end of the day, we all know when it comes to football and the business side of things, and we just gave you $40 million and that man, Moss is probably making league minimum or who knows, whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know how it goes. It's a business. Yeah. It's a business. <laughs>
0: yeah. I know a lot of fantasy managers were concerned but, after Moss had that big game. I'm like, listen, you just got to, Give it some time. You know, Taylor hasn't played in a while. He was banged up last year. Uh, he'll he'll certainly reclaim that starting job. You don't pay a running back, especially in this market, that much money uh, to be in a backfield committee. But let's talk about Justin Jefferson now, too. I, the the, the big-name guys that have gotten hurt this year, and it's not just the running backs. You know, um, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers, obviously, you know, out for the season with the Achilles. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup missed the first four weeks. So it's not just the running backs. The wide receivers have getting a little bit banged up as well. And now we're not going to have Justin Jefferson for potentially at least four weeks. Uh, I don't know if you have JJ on any of your rosters, but uh, you know, what's your advice to fantasy managers who, who lose Justin Jefferson, who is a player that's irreplaceable.
1: Yeah. He's definitely irreplaceable, man. I hope if y'all had him, I hope y'all had Cooper cup, I hope <laughs> y'all had drafted Cooper cup, while he was hurt. Cause we already know when he's come back, they are going to force him the ball as well. So he'll be able to put up some of them points or whatever, but, at this point, you just got, like they say, running back by committee. You're going to have to be receiver by committee. you going to have to have some guys in there that's going to give you some points that can hopefully make up for them. But at the end of the day, like, that's that's just a player that I don't care what you do. There's nobody else out there to um, make up for what he gives you because, like you say, things done change so much. I remember, like, when I first got heavy, into fantasy for I think like now I think I've been playing now for like three four years man in no way would a receiver ever be your number one pick it's it was always you got to go a running back that's just mm-hmm. Carlos rule like you have to go running back and now you go you see Justin Jefferson being a being the first round pick you might even get Travis Kelsey as a first round pick, man, a lot of those receivers, man, it's Cooper Cup, first round pick, something that you've never seen. But now it's just it's just changing. You got to go along with the flow.
0: Yeah, this is the first year I think since 2015 where it's not been a running back who's been the consensus number one. That was Antonio Brown way back in his Pittsburgh days, uh, and this year it was JJ. And now we're not going to have him for uh, you know potentially four weeks or more uh, with that hamstring injury. Uh, let's let's talk about some players whose stock is 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 on the rise now, and some players whose stock is falling. Joe Burrow, I'm telling you, Joe Burrow is driving me nuts. In four weeks, he was averaging seven point nine points per game, and I'm like, I can't play him anymore. The calf injury is forcing him to to throw the ball inside and the intermediate and short uh, range passing game. He's not being able to push the ball downfield, and then all of a sudden he goes off for uh, twenty three points against the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. What are your thoughts on Burrow? Like, is that a sign for you that he's getting healthier? Um, Or was this just like, hey, you know, he was due to have a big game?
1: Um, No, we knew coming into the season after he got hurt was that, uh, I think it was training camp. Um, We knew he was coming in not going to be healthy. Um, And then not only just that, we know, like, you have certain players on fantasy to where, like, I don't care. They can have two, three bad fantasy games in a row, but you have some players that you just absolutely have to play. Like you just got to take the good with the bad. You have to play. And like with Joe Burrow, that's a guy that, there's no way you're going to put him on the bench. Like you can't put him on the bench. And then like, as soon as you do, look what happens.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And that's what happened to a lot of people uh, last week because it was, it was at a point where just you couldn't, you couldn't, play him, I mean, unless you had nothing else at the quarterback position, then he goes off. Now he's got Seattle this week. Uh, so he's back in our good graces. How about right. Brees Hall? Brees, boy, I tell you, Brees Hall is one of the most explosive. I mean, he's a lot like you, a guy who, like, anytime he touches the football, he can take it to the house. He had a massive game against the Broncos, who are just awful on the defensive side of the football. I mean, you would think Brees Hall is going to be the centerpiece of that Jets offense moving forward now, right?
1: Right, yeah. You. Yeah, that's, well, it has to be. A rod is down. Yep. And and I didn't, I can't even lie, man. I didn't I thought um I thought Davin Cook would be more involved than what he is in that offense. Um, know what
0: I'm saying? So yeah, me too. Me too. But me he like, hasn't been he hasn't looked good. Like he hasn't looked like the same guy. I mean, the Jets offensive line's not great, but when Brees Hall goes in and busts 177 yards and you know, Dalvin's averaging fewer than three yards a carry. I mean, it, it makes the decision easy for Sal in that backfield.
1: Right. It definitely makes it easier when you got a guy doing that. And it's like we're playing behind the same offensive line. We're playing against the same team. You like, Sometimes it happens, a, a guy breaks loose. and But at the end of the day, um, I think just with those guys, if they still doing the committee, it's going to be hard to start one of those guys. But if they're giving the – Giving it to one just one guy, and if it, it is Brees Hall, um, he's definitely a, a good guy. Um I feel like he can be uh, running back two or or in the flex.
0: Yeah, Bree uh, and they've got the Eagles this week, and that's a not a good matchup. I don't care. I'm playing Brees Hall um, regardless, <laughs> even even though it's the Eagles and their defense is very good uh, against the run. Were you concerned at all? Did you have Justin Fields on any of your teams? Like, were you concerned over the fat over the first three weeks? Where you know the Bears offense seemed to be not utilizing him in terms of his strengths, not running the ball, uh design runs with him, trying to turn him into a pocket passer. I mean, the last two weeks he's been great. Uh which Justin Fields do you think we'll see the rest of the season?
1: Um, well, no, I didn't draft him. Um, I was a little scared to um to get him. And my reasons was because a lot of times you get with these organizations and you have a guy come in like last year and he rushed over a thousand yards at quarterback and then they you know they come in, and we want him to he's not gonna be able to survive um year in, year out, running like this. So I kind of knew that they was gonna try to change him and make him more of a pirate guy instead of like just letting him play like Cam Newton when he was running and doing it, let him play. Lamar Jackson, let him play. So I didn't feel like they was going to do that. And that's what they try to do within like the first three to four weeks. And then when you see they start, they let them play, let them run. That's just the type of player he is. You see now he's having more success. So um, I feel like as the year continue to go on, he's going to continue to do better and better.
0: So Anthony Richardson, who is, you know, a big guy. I mean, a lot of people will compare him to a Cam or maybe a Josh Allen, just a big dude. Uh, who can dole out the punishment, but he's also taken the punishment. Uh, already had a concussion. Now he's going to be out several weeks with the shoulder injury. Do you foresee the same kind of thing with him with the Colts trying to get him to become more of a pocket passer and maybe not run as much because running is a big part of his game and from a fantasy perspective, it's huge. But I mean, you got to be a little concerned that he's he's gotten hurt so often in the first few weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah, but you got to understand, injuries come with, with the game. You knew what you was drafting. You knew what you was getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what you going to do now? Because if you hold him back and be like, I just want you to be a straight-pocket quarterback and he don't have success, then who fault is that? Yeah. When you know he's more successful running the ball and throwing it. Like, open a playbook up and let him do what you got to do. Like, That just comes with it. That's
0: what I think. So a few running backs uh, are unfortunately treading in the wrong direction. One of them is Najee Harris. Now Najee Harris was fantastic as a rookie. He was a top five running back in fantasy. We all loved him going into last year. And then the catches went down. The yards per carry wasn't great. Uh, You you can blame the offensive coordinator. You can blame the offensive line, whatever the case may be. He was better in the second half. But right now Najee Harris is not startable in fantasy. And Jalen Warren's been the better of the two backs, what do you think has gone on with Najee Harris where he's done a complete 180 statistically uh from year one to now year three?
1: Yeah, it it is tough because I've talked about this on my podcast and just talked about it with a few people. Like it's like year one, he had a good year. And past two years is just like, where is he at? It's like he he disappeared. Like uh-huh. Um, and I, I kind of look at it like when you look at the Derrick Henry situation, I think Derrick Henry, he didn't really come into his own into probably like year four, year three, four. You got to think they had other guys over there. They started.
0: Marco it. Murray, right?
1: Yeah. Murray, some other guys or whatever. He didn't really get coming to his own to like year three, four. And I'm just thinking, man, it's probably, you know, it's probably how it's going to be with Najee but how much time does he have left because I'm pretty sure contract time coming up or whatever or does the Steelers offense really fit him, fit him is it time for him to go somewhere else and get a new start or what you just never know
0: yeah it's been rough you know with the running back injuries like we've had you know we got Taylor back now but he missed four weeks Nick Chubb with that horrible knee injury, Austin Eckler being out. But we've also seen other running backs like Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, Ramondre Stevenson, not live up to expectations. I mean, Josh Jacobs is finally sort of bouncing back, had a pretty good game on Monday night. And then in week four, it was very good. So uh, yeah. let's hope that's a sign of things to come uh, for, for Jacobs. Let's move on to some of the running backs and wide receivers that we should be looking to add off the waiver wire uh, for this week. And I know, again, you're in four leagues, so you know all about the waiver wire. I'm in 15 leagues, man. Tuesday... Yeah. I'm like on the waiver wire for like an hour and a half trying to pick up all these players. The biggest name off the waiver wire for me, at least one of the biggest names this week is going to be KJ Osborne in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your thoughts on KJ Osborne now being, and now Jordan Addison is going to be the number one, you would think from a fantasy Mm -hmm. perspective, but he's, I mean, he's not available on the waiver wire. Osborne is like, do, do you think that Osborne can come in and not be JJ, but at least make a fantasy impact? And, if Kirk Cousins now is playing without his number one guy for the next four weeks, should we downgrade Kirk Cousins a little bit even against the Bears?
1: Um, I wouldn't say downgrade Kirk Cousins because no matter, I feel like no matter who they plug in, they still gonna throw it all over the field. Like they're running it like um, Madison, like he didn't. I know when they was getting rid of Devin Cook, they thought that he would be able to step in and give you that same production, and this year he just haven't been that guy. Um. Even though, like the last couple games, he gave you some good games, some okay games, but he hasn't been able to do the things that they thought he was going to do. So I still feel like they're going to still throw it over over the field. So when you say KJ Osborne, that's a great pickup because you know them targets got to go to somebody. Yeah, they got to yeah. go to somebody. And Jordan, and I'm not going to even lie, I've I've had Jordan Addison, and I just haven't, I haven't put him in yet. But now that, you know, the number one, J.J. is down, I'm going to have no choice but to put him in, because I know those targets are, are going to go somewhere.
0: Yeah, and a good matchup this week against the Bears. Jordan Addison's a virtual must-start. Not J.J., but uh, he's going to be pretty good. Some other wide receivers uh, to pick up off the wire this week. Rasheed Rice for the Chiefs. Now they play on Thursday night against the uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, Rice has been the most consistent, I guess you could say, Chiefs receiver from a fantasy perspective. Um, DJ Chark in Carolina is worth a look. Osborne's going to be the most added wide receiver. Uh, yeah. Josh Downs for the Colts, uh, certainly will also be worth a look. Now let's go to the running backs. Chicago lost Khalil Herbert, another starting running back who's gone down. We're not sure how long he's going to be out. Roshan Johnson suffered a concussion last week, but it was in a Thursday game. So maybe he's got a shot to be cleared before the weekend when they play the Vikings. But yeah. then you've also got Deontay Foreman. Uh, what do you think that bears backfield is going to look like this weekend?
1: Man, I like Deontay Foreman. I think because he's been in this role before. I don't think people really remember, but um, I think it was last year. Yes, with Carolina. Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: No, but when I'm talking about when he was with Tennessee. Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And Derek Henry was
1: hurt, and he came in that end three, and he had a real good season, and that's when we got to the playoffs, and Derek came back or whatever like that, but He's not been in this role before, and I feel like he knows how to step in and be that guy. And he's a real good bat. I still remember watching him when he was at Texas and coming out of Texas, and him just being that guy. Like, so I think that would be big for the pickup off the waiver wire. And I'm glad you said that. I'm gonna try to get him because I've <laughs>
0: I've
1: been having Dalvin Cook, and he, he he hasn't been doing good. He hasn't been doing.
0: He's not even, and like I hate to disrespect anybody, you know. Like I mean, I've I've had I've had uh, DMs with Dalvin back and forth. We have the same birthday. He's always been a cool guy to me. It's just he's, I mean, he's not the same back right now. And if you're in a if you're in a league where running back depth is not uh, that that important, um, and you know, right now it is important across the board. But if if you can pick up a Deontay Foreman or you could pick up a Roshan Johnson, for example, I mean. Dalvin cook, may be a guy that's, that's droppable right now, which is crazy to think because he's so he's been so good for most of his career.
1: Right. Right. I wouldn't say, see, that's my guy. That's my boy. I I know. I
0: hate to say it too,
1: but I wouldn't say droppable. I wouldn't say droppable. Okay. I just feel like in the situation that he's in, he's not getting the volume that he needs. See, I feel like Cook is a volume-type running back. He needs his carries. He needs his touches. So when he's over there with the Jets, he's not the main guy Like in the backfield. They got all these other weapons on the outside that they need to get to. Like, So he's not getting them volume or touches to really show you what he can really do. So I can't say he's not the same guy. He's just not in the same situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's hard. So-
0: Another running back that people can pick up this week, and I, I'm still trying to figure out how to pronounce his name correctly, but it's uh, Amari DeMarcado, uh, who is in, in his first year, and James Conner hurt his knee last week. So Demarcado came in and actually scored double digit points last week. Uh, they've got the Rams this week. So if he's going to be the starting running back for the Cardinals, I mean – he's going to have some value. So that'd be another player, Chris, that you may want to look up off the waiver wire. Cause he's everywhere. He's available everywhere. Everywhere, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Every, I mean, people were not even sure about Amari Demarcado and keep in mind, it was, it was supposed to be, uh, uh, Keontae Ingram was going to be the backup to Connor, but I mean, he's been hurt. So Demarcado, obviously, uh, now in a potentially bigger role, uh, Tajay Spears, speaking to the Titans, Tajay Spears. I, I, I interviewed him, um, really good dude, super fast playmaker, had yeah. a touchdown last week. He's never going to usurp Derrick Henry. But the <laughs> Titans don't have, like, a ton of weapons on the offensive side that are reliable and consistent. So, Spears, do you think he could have standalone value? I think he possibly could during the bye weeks where, even though Derrick Henry's the guy, like, you could still start him in a pinch.
1: Where would you start him at, though? I don't
0: know. Like in a flex position during the bye weeks.
1: Maybe. I say maybe because it gets to the point where, like, yeah, he's got he's making plays, but you get some of those, some of those games where he, he probably ain't gonna get much, much yeah. touches. Because at the end of the day, we still got Derrick. You know that Derek is gonna get his touches. Yep. He's
0: gonna. Yeah, get no question. So it's, it's a dart throw. So that's
1: like if you have Sanders, like you say, you, Sanders ain't been having a good year. Yeah. Um, but if you have Miles Sanders and you got. Him? Are you going to start him over Miles
0: Sanders? I, or? I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm yeah, the wrong guy to, to that. <laughs> I'm sure Miles Sanders is a wonderful human being, but as a fantasy running back, he drives me nuts. So, like, I, like he's a guy I just can't trust. Uh, so, no, you're probably right because you're looking for volume. But I mean, Spears is is getting at least some work in that offense, and uh, yeah. certainly a playmaker for the Titans. And then at tight end. Logan Thomas is coming off a big game and tight ends a very thin position. who Smith, former Titan, and I think this has everything to do with the fact that you know Arthur Smith, he's been every bit as good or better than Kyle Pitts, who has been somewhat of a disappointment. And I want your I want your thoughts on Kyle Pitts. Is is Kyle Pitts not producing because Kyle Pitts maybe was not as good as we all thought he was? That's not what I think. I think it's more of the system and the offense. Like, w- what are your thoughts on Kyle Pitts?
1: Oh. Uh. Like, so the year after he caught, um, had a 1,000 receiving yards, his rookie year, so I picked him up the year after, and mm-hmm. did terrible for <laughs> me. Because yeah. he wasn't getting no touches. Like, they weren't throwing no targets, this and that. So, honestly, I don't think it's him. I think it's the, the offense that he in. I think it's the scheme that he in. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you put Kyle Pitts, um, bring him over there to Kansas City. Oh. Like, You put him in an offense where, you know, Kelsey getting all these touches and all that and not taking nothing away from Kelsey. Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. I'm just saying sometimes when you get these guys in certain offenses, certain situations, and it's hard for those guys to have that type of year. It just makes sense. When he went for 1,000 receiving yards, he had a whole different coach, whole different different offensive coordinator. You bring Art in, Art wants to run the ball. Yep. You want to run the ball. So You
0: you mentioned Kelsey. I have to ask you, what are your thoughts on the whole Taylor Swift thing? Because for me, like, I'm not a Swifty. I couldn't name maybe one song she's ever done. And I'm just kind of, like, over it at this point. I mean, the NFL, boy, they are all over it, though. Like, what are your thoughts on the whole Taylor Swift thing? Because all the the exposure she gets, she doesn't need it. She's Taylor Swift for crying out loud.
1: Right, 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 right. Man, listen. If he like it, I love it, man. If he <laughs> like it, I love it. It's all good, man. Was... When you
0: were when you were growing up, who was your favorite team?
1: My favorite team was the Cowboys.
0: I knew that because I remember we talked about this before the pod where you I interviewed you at NFL Network years and years, and I could have sworn you were a Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. See, I mean, I'm. This is the time to wear your gear. After we got our our butts absolutely handed to us uh, by San Francisco. What, give me quick thoughts on the cowboys because i know i feel i don't think we're winning the championship until jerry jones is no longer running the team he drives me insane uh and that was a butt kicking and you know now we got the chargers that's gonna be uh, a rough one on the road on monday night like what are your thoughts on the cowboys are you are you oh. like a disgruntled fan like i am right now
1: well i'm not a fan no more so i don't care
0: okay <laughs> but,
1: you're but smart just you know just on the outside looking in and things like that like it's probably time for rebuilding mode. Like, that is, Cowboys haven't been good, like, for a real, real, real long time. You Know what I'm saying? Like, you got certain teams, you be like, okay, yeah, this team's been good. Like, say Kansas City, for for example.
0: Yep, yep. Kansas City
1: went through, they little time where Kansas City wasn't a good team. But the Cowboys, I can understand the Cowboys haven't been good for, like, 10,
0: 15 years. Yeah, I try. And, I know. Trust me. <laughs> and, and
1: every year, everybody have these high hopes and all is because it's America's team, but Cowboys just haven't been good. And then you look at it like even if you look at the running back situation, okay, I don't see why do you get rid of Zeke? Are you running, a, um, running back by committee? Because, you know, Tony, okay, Tony Pollard came in. He's had a good year. I can't lie. Um, but He's never been that guy, the main guy just to put the whole load on his back and him to, you know what I'm saying, do what he do. And it's showing this year. So if you still have those same, both of those guys there, you still run that offense the same. You let Zeke come in there like this whole smash and dash. You got your big guy, your smaller guy, this and that. You leave both of those guys in there. And I think that just helped the offense as a whole because once you do that and you got Tony Pollard by himself, and he's not having a year or he's not doing what they thought that he would do. Now, all the pressure comes back on Dak and Dak, haven't, he have not shown that he is the guy that can put the team on his back and lead them to victory week in and week out.
0: Yeah, it's a depressing time to be a Cowboys fan. That is for sure. But you're smart. You got off the uh, the Cowboys bandwagon way back when. <laughs> I'm guessing when you got drafted, right by the Titans, yeah, you're like, all right, I'm all there on Tennessee. Me.
1: When they had when they had the chance to draft me and they didn't draft me, and yeah, I fell off of it. Well, roster.
0: obviously that was a mistake by the Dallas Cowboys. All right, before we let you go, we're gonna grade one of the listeners' teams right mm-hmm. now, and okay. I'm looking at this roster, and I'll get Rogers pretty good. Quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. So you're 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 looking good there. Running backs are shaky. Aaron Jones, who's still injured. Packers are off this week. Uh, you got Jarek McKinnon, Dalvin Cook, Clyde Edwards helaire uh, so you've got some deficiencies at the running back position. The wide receivers are good. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. So this team definitely went with the zero RB philosophy and <laughs> went heavy, heavy wide receivers. Uh, George Kittle, George Pickens as well on this roster. Uh, what do you what do you think of this team overall?
1: Oh, man. Are we giving him a grade like piece?
0: Yeah, let's give him a grade.
1: Oh, my gosh. I have to go. I got to give them a D. Oh, okay. Because you look at it. You said running backs, they have Aaron, Aaron Jones,
0: Jarek McKinnon, Dalvin yeah. Cook, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Uh, It is not, it is not the most spectacular group of running backs. Right.
1: And the reason why I say that, because Clyde Edwards, he haven't done absolutely
0: nothing since he's been. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I pick
1: him one year. He probably averaged probably two, two points. If that fantasy points a week.
0: Yeah. It's not good. Um,
1: Dalvin cook is probably giving you four or five fantasy points. Like you say, Aaron Jones is hurt. And then the other guy is,
0: who's the other guy? Uh, yeah, so good. so uh, among the running backs, that yeah, Dalvin Cook, Clyde Edwards, alaire Jarek McKinnon, who's not getting Pacheco. Oh, yeah, Pacheco's yeah, yeah. been been good the last three, four weeks, yeah. But you got
1: out of all those guys that you named, you
0: only drafted one starter, yeah, no, not <laughs> not ideal, not ideal. I, so, I'm probably giving this, I'm probably giving this team, uh, maybe a C because they have Devontae, they have Tyreek, and they have Mahomes, so at least they've got three superstars. Uh, other than that might be might be uh time to maybe make some trades or hit the waiver wire a little bit. Right,
1: they are going to have to do something. They're going to have yeah. to do something. What are, um, do they have their record on there? What's their record?
0: Uh I'm going to look right now. I Oh, they're 2 and 2 thus far. So well, okay. I mean we've had 5 weeks. I don't know if they won this week or not, but uh and that's a 10 team league too. Yeah. I I got news for you. I I don't want to I don't want to you know just go all in and kill somebody but 10 team league and those are your running backs not the best lineup maybe competitive because you've got Tyreek and Adams and Mahomes but probably not a championship contender let's put it that way much like the teams uh that the Cowboys have been putting on the field the last 30 years <laughs> so, right right anyways right. chris you're the best man so let's talk let's talk real quick about your podcast on believe before we let you go
1: Okay. Yeah. So I have the smash and dash podcast, me and Lindell White. Um, We just talk about all types of issues. We talk about sports, daily life, things that just going on. Like we talk about everything. Like me and Lindell, like we played in Tennessee together. That's where smash and dash originated. Um, And you know, we just get on there, cut up, have a good time. We just have fun with it.
0: Yeah. Hey man, I really appreciate you joining us. Hopefully we'll have you back on the show again at some point before the end of the season. And I think we're playing in a league together too, right? You're in the belief, uh, invitational. In the belief. And I can't even lie. I'm in that one, but I don't know how to work that system. I do.
1: I I use ESPN.
0: Dude, text me. I'll help you out. Yeah. All right. I'll help you out. It's actually a really good platform. It's a really Um, good platform. It does take a little bit of time to get. I've been
1: playing it though. I've been playing it though, but it's just, it's it's a little complicated for me, but I text you so we can figure it out. Text me.
0: Yes, absolutely. Chris Johnson, uh, former fantasy superstar, friend of the program, all-around great guy. We appreciate you joining us here on the Believe Fantasy Football Show. Make sure you guys tune in on Thursday. I'll be back to preview the Thursday night game between the Broncos and the Chiefs. Look at all your starts and sits for upcoming week six. It's already week six, people, Uh, and we will get those lineups set. So for Chris Johnson, I am fabs, and for Toss Behind the Virtual Glass, we'll see you guys Thursday. Good luck this week.